Yes, we are back. I uh, I don't know if anybody was streaming the internet stream just now, but once again, the primary microphone <laughs> was unmuted. There was there was some other work going on in this particular studio, and I was well later than I normally am getting to this particular studio today, and so my normal pre-show uh, was rushed. My my checks, if you will, my pre-flight. Uh, you know stuff the steps that I go through to make sure and hopefully this segment's actually going out on broadcast well I checked that of okay. course because that's still a fresh wound from <laughs> yeah. last week when there was some sort of technical thing where like it said we were connected but indeed we were not at least for the first segment so it is free talk live welcome thank you for tuning in thank you for listening the phones are open the telephone number here is six zero three two eight three. 6160, Captain's Log, Stardate 08142022, the Sunday Night Edition. In the studio, it's myself, your host, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass, Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. And, well, we're going to have some fun as we normally do here on Sundays. I'm excited. We, it's my job. <laughs> we try to. Um, I mean, we talk about serious stuff, don't get me wrong, but this particular crew, we bring a little different element than, say, the other seven, six days of the week. I'm fully capable of doing the serious commentary that goes on the other six days. As we all are. Right. But why would we? But why would we? But we it, got six days of that already. It's Sunday, six, six. Sunday gun day, some people would say, yeah. Sunday fun day, other people yeah. would say, you know. Um, so we try to inject a little bit more... I don't know, lightness, humor, levity. if you will. Levity. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that. Yeah. Levity. It reminds me of, who's the, uh, remember they'd always thank you, remember the People's Court? The original Judge Wapner? Okay. Yeah. They had, uh, they had, a, a, they had a, a lawyer they'd always thank at okay. like, the end. It was like Doug Llewellyn or something, I think. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I was too young for the Wapner era, for the most part. Yeah, but there was reruns, man. It's yeah. like saying you were too young for Gilligan's Island. You still saw all of them, though. I maybe saw all of them, but for me, it was the the Judge Judy but for, era. Oh yeah, Judge <laughs> oh, yeah. Judy. Yeah. No, I was I was definitely of the the Judge Wapner era before yeah. the Judge Judy. Although they were equally entertaining for for what they were. Uh, I always thought it was interesting that they would go and get actual people who were filing like small claims cases and be like, "Hey, sign all this." to have your thing absolved from the court and go through this television process instead right. where they would like get some sort of... I didn't know that's a, how they did that. Yeah, they would get some sort of a stipend even if they lost, right? So yeah. they'd give them like a thousand bucks or something. I don't know what the... I'm just pulling that out of my butt. I don't know what the actual amount was. But even if you lost, you got some sort of a thing, but you still had to obey the, the judgment. At least that was part of the thing. And I'm thinking to myself about this now, just now, because you brought it up or we brought it up somehow... That like, there's your answer to like publicly or uh, uh, private courts. Yeah, right. You just sign Television an agreement. Courts? Yeah, you just sign an agreement that says, "Hey, yeah, I'll you know appear on this stream or this show or with this person who's known, well known as a fair person, a fair judge, and you know." Et cetera, a lot and so of on. contracts already have that written in somewhere. Well, for arbitration, yeah. arbitration, it's the same thing. Yeah, if you if you sign like an employment contract with yeah. 
anybody, even if it's an at-will state, uh, all of the NDAs and all of your pre-employment paperwork before you actually start getting a paycheck uh, will actually say a whole bunch of stuff about arbitration because yeah. they don't want to go through court either. Right. Because we all know that courts are a mess. But I, it just occurs to me that the free market invention for court replacement has been invented and has been on television for decades now, and it's these courtroom procedurals like Judge Judy and Judge Wapner, at no. least for, uh, you know, things like, I don't know, you know, basic theft, you know. The the problem comes in, I don't want to call it a problem, but it's a problem. The problem comes into enforcement of the judgment for a non-willing loser, Right. Like, the state has a mechanism for that with the garnishments or the, you know, warrants for your arrest and the violence that comes through. But, okay, so you get a small claims judgment through arbitration and you go like, all right, I'm just not going to pay, right? Then what? We're going to tell everybody. Well, then then you are prohibited from using that particular system for your benefit when it comes time for you to file a claim against is that the only but that that's one of the things okay but that doesn't make the actual victim whole no you're right it doesn't yeah it creates no justice it creates no justice no but what it does is it tarnishes the reputation of the person who does not abide by the voluntary agreement yeah and the more i think about it the less i care so much about the reputation thing because moving is so easy and the world is so big yeah that you're not going to carry that reputation very far Mm, I beg to differ. I believe it will be a central component of humanity going forward. Well, you know, in the, the absence internet. of the state. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you, just like your Facebook page or your, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm not saying that you know we're going to have social media apps that you know are your reputation, but it's not going to be very difficult for somebody to investigate your reputation, find out if you're. And in fact, let's just say. Uh, it was you and I that were having a dispute, and we sure. agreed to go to this free market court that resembles Judge Wapner in some way. Uh, and I knew in advance, before we even agreed, like, let's say the option was in front of us, and I you know, did my research, or my representative, pseudo-attorney, whatever you want to call this person, did the research, and they went, you know, this Richie Rich guy has agreed to go to these things and has not once abided by the decision. Uh, you know, I might take that into account for, you know, with my filing, do I actually want to, you know, go forward with this type of an agreement with you as a defense based on your reputation for not fulfilling these things. And I might ask my judicial service provider, my JSP, uh, for a different solution for a creative solution. Okay. So, and then I moved to Nebraska and they're linked. I mean, why wouldn't they? Because there's no reason to be. Well, I mean, you're you're assuming that these things are state based, are geography based around the imaginary borders of you know New Hampshire and or Nebraska. I'm just saying, the in further this... away you get from the source, the more likelihood is the destination does not care about the reputation of the source violator. I don't know. I think in some cases people just have to take the L. You know, you have to take the loss. Hopefully, someone will be honest enough to pay up yeah. whatever yeah. they're owed. If not. You know, I'm I'm hoping that we can create a society that is more based in trust yes. and honesty. Yes. Okay. And let's say that it is completely linked, right? Like the not just the state of Nebraska, but the geographic designation commonly referred to as Nebraska. Sure. Right? And that like that's linked to New Hampshire and to Texas 
and to whatever. And then I go like, how is that any different from the Chinese communist social credit system that follows people everywhere? Because well, that's linked everywhere. Well, so the difference is it's voluntary versus mandatory, right? Forced versus uh, non-obligatory. So you don't have to participate, like you're saying. Yeah. You, you don't have to participate. And in fact, I would probably proceed with whatever the procedure is. And I would also, I would find it necessary for, if you and I had some sort of a dispute and we agreed to this thing, and you had a reputation of not following through, I would think that in the agreement, it would require you to, uh, before the agreement is signed, sealed, and delivered between both parties, before the the actual case can be presented, that it would require uh, not only you, but also me, to put some form of, you know, valuable into something like an escrow, like cryptocurrency into an escrow, so that... It could be, at least the financial component could be enforceable. Yeah. You have to put some skin in the game before you sign the agreement, so to speak, before the, the and that might be procedure the def- can take place. That could be the solution to the default. But like I said, if I move far enough away, right, like yeah. my reputation doesn't follow. They have never heard I, of Richie Rich from New Hampshire. Th- I mean... Right? Of- or from the geographic designation. I mean, how do you know that, right? You, you already are on social media. Right, and it wouldn't be very difficult for a private investigator to make some calls to New Hampshire and be like, "Hey, what's Richie Rich's reputation like?" Now you're, ta- good? Now you're talking about like a private investigator for some sort of. <laughs> you know. You know, now you're hiring a separate entity. I'm to just saying, like all of these things are possible. There's, there's all you're sorts right. of possibilities. Still better than the state. And what I'm suggesting, it is so unlikely that anyone's going to go through that much trouble. Yeah. That your reputation doesn't matter all that much if you get far enough away. Just like a credit score, though, that follows you wherever you go. 603-283-6160. Will your reputation follow you? This is Free Talk Live. We are indeed. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our program. We're on somewhere near 200 radio stations. Uh, We're also on the internet over at freetalklive.com. You can stream us over at lrn.fm. You can find us on Float. I believe Studio 8424 is uh, rebroadcasting over on Float as well which is a uh, very interesting social media network. They are censorship-free. And so it's uh, it's a little like Twitter. It's a little like Facebook. It's you know, They've got some different flavors over there, but F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P is their website, float.app. <laughs> you said P-P. I did. <laughs> We're so 12. <laughs> the telephone number here, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-283. 6160, we'll get to your calls momentarily in the studio tonight. It's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. We were talking about, we just sort of started talking and sort of the People's Court came up, the Judge Wapner series and Judge Judy and all that kind of thing. And then we were like, wait, wait a minute. 
what if this is the free market solution where people agree to have you know this show podcast or whatever it could be a, a number of things it could be a television show it could be a bunch of shows it could be podcasts it could be you know other service providers other people who do arbitration what if this is sort of a solution and, and we talked about that a little bit and we started with the sunday show having way more levity and then got way too serious <laughs> Right after saying yeah. that. <laughs> I always thought it would be more funny if uh, Judge Wapner's first name was Harry. Harry Wapner? Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought that would be funny. That's pretty funny, yeah. You know, there was a uh, meteorologist, not a meteorologist, but a meteorologist, I think, in the Seattle area. Important distinction. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> when I lived there, and his name was Harry Wapler. Okay. And pretty I thought close. that was hilarious. I'm like, and and like his dad named him. Like his dad was also a meteor. I don't remember his dad's name. It wasn't nearly as funny. But his dad named his kid Harry Wappler, and I was like, okay, it's your kid. You want to screw him up? You go right ahead. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got El Canejo calling from Nevada. El Canejo, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey guys. Um, hey. What you're basically talking talking about is polycentric law, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of historical precedent for that. Um, hundreds of years in, I think, Ireland or Scotland. Oh, are you talking about places. where like the Irish had the the Tuatha, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but they would basically find uh, you know a wise man within their group, and uh, you know get agreement from whoever had the dispute to arbitrate that. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a, a modern effort to come up with uh, basically a, a law book. Um, it's called ULEX, U-L-E-X, and it's basically all the different codes from around the world, like uh, uh, English common law. The uh, Code of Hammurabi. Yeah, it, it basically takes international law. It takes corporate law. It puts it into an open source format, so you could actually pick and choose which laws you want to adhere to. And if you meet someone, you can see like where you, the discrepancies are as far as uh, what you agree to in person, like a, a real social contract. That, um, like, oh, this person doesn't believe that murder is wrong, so I'm not going to do business with him. Or but, just kill him, um, and then the problem is solved. <laughs> you prevent true. further well, murders. you got to go straight to the killing, don't you? It's, it's a, within his code of ethics, is all I'm saying. Well, if it's within his code of ethics... Go ahead, El Canejo. Defense, you just kill him. Kill so, him back. So what you're talking um, about, El Canejo, is, is a, a concept that I've heard of before where, like, a nation can be effectively reduced to an individual simply selecting different items from, you know, a buffet menu of legal precedent. So, for correct. example, like you're saying, uh, you know, I think it's wrong to murder. Okay, so I'm selecting, you know, this particular item from the McMenu, and that's going to be part of my personal virtual nation, the kick-ass nation, if you will. And then right. if if other people find my nation, they go, hey, that's pretty cool. The captain went through all this effort, put this together, and I think I like most of that. And then they, they roll with it for a while. They're part of the kick-ass nation, and eventually they're like, you know what? I like everything except for, like, these five things that he has in there. I like this thing from, you know, the Richie Nation, this thing from the El Caneo Nation, this thing from the Nikki Nation. I'm going to borrow those and incorporate them, and now I've become the John Doe Nation. And then, and then you make your own nation of one, and you have your own governance systems. You have your own voluntary, we'll call it taxation. I call it donation in this particular version of what we're talking about. And what you do is you literally transform government services into governance services, whom then must compete with each other for the best price and the greatest level of service. 
great. And then as far as enforcement goes and uh, arbitration, you could um, require bonds. So it, it could, in this day and age, you could even make them anonymous um, reputation systems where like, let, let's say you post, part, let's, let's say you save some of your money in uh, Monero, the uh, leading pr- privacy crypto, mm-hmm. you could post a bond against your savings in a smart contract. So if you do violate a contract, you go into arbitration. And the, the ULEX system uh, suggests an arbitration system where one party selects uh, arbitrator ahead of time, another party selects arbitrator ahead of time, and when there's a dispute, those two arbitrators pick a third as a tiebreaker. So you go into arbitration. If, uh, nice. if you're ruled against, they basically take your bond and make the other person whole. And then there's also insurance. So let's say you don't have enough money into your savings to cover whatever contract you're trying to do because you're investing, trying to build a capital intensive business or something and there's lenders. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what insurance is for. Insurance is, assurance companies will, they specialize in assessing risk um, and your kind of future earning potential and all that good stuff. So, I mean, there's, there's all these uh, uh, solutions that are free market. And then if you are agreeing to contracts, like let's say you're renting to someone, you you pull up your profiles and it tells you which items that are relevant to a re- your rental contract that are no-goes, they're uh, deal breakers. Oh, this person doesn't have any or this person has one or two. They can they can sign that like, in this one instance, I'll agree to this term. And then if they break the contract or destroy your property or whatever, the, both your contracts could have in it where you, you subscribe to the arbitration service, but you also in, uh, subscribe to enforcement. So you're voluntarily saying, if I am ruled against and I don't make good on my promises or whatever, right? Do something egregious where there's injury, not necessarily just property harm where I need to use my bond. Then I agree that the enforcement bounty hunters essentially can come. The dog, the bounty hunter is going to come after you. The Pinkertons are going to go from Nebraska to New Hampshire to Nebraska to come and get me for. So this can all be voluntary. Um, even the enforcement. No one wants to be arrested, but if you agree to it ahead of time, that's, that's, that's voluntary. That's That's contracting. I like it. I'm not. I'm not saying it can't be done, right? I'm saying it's unlikely to be effective. I mean, 100 well, percent of the time, thing. sure. But I mean, something like that, particularly if it's voluntary. I mean, it seems like if it's all spelled out and paid for, and you know, you've subscribed to the service, why wouldn't it work? Because well, the, because the, the loser's going to go ahead. Go ahead, Elkin. Like smart contract sell four one one. I think it can happen. Hey, thanks for the call, Kaneo. We appreciate it. That's very interesting stuff. I am going to look more into ULEX and polycentric law in my spare time. 603-283-6160. Coming up, I want to talk about Demolition Man as Prophecy. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. 
thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Shifted at just the right time. I, I was running out of breath too. Okay. Like I, I'm a little out of. I, I don't do a lot of singing, and so I'm out of practice with like the breathe with your diaphragm. And okay, like you the didn't exhaling. Warm up? T- I did not. No, I. Uh-huh. Nikki I, I, did. I, I, I did. did. I I've been singing for two the, and a half hours. Yeah, I've been singing in the car. You are a dedicated individual. Curating my wedding playlist, I had to. Ooh, <sighs> I have to ask. Will there be Led Zeppelin? No. Nice. It's disco. I'm I'm far more likely to attend now. It's disco themed. <laughs> Although I could see, uh, you know, somebody like you know trying to you know get under the captain's skin, like you know, I don't know. Hey, I got you a new T-shirt, dude. Hands me a Led Zeppelin right. T-shirt or something like that. You know, that'd be fun. Play Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Led Zeppelin supergroup voted by British people some years ago. <sighs> yeah. I mean, like they matter. I like Led Zeppelin. I have a Led Zeppelin tattoo on my arm. You do? So it's true. I do. I've seen it. And they're not going to be at the wedding? But they're actually, one? they're playing live at the wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We've got some open phone lines. We've got some callers on hold. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, let's go to more of your calls uh, because uh, Mr. James in Michigan had something to say. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, in your uh, previous conversation, you were talking about how to enforce the reputation. Yes. And we kind of already have a system like that. It's basically your FICA score. It's a private company that keeps your score, and private banks decide whether or not to do business with you based on it. I'm not familiar with the interworkings of the FICA score. Is that is FICA different from your credit score? No, it's your credit score, basically, is what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Right. So how so, many how many contracts do you enter into on a daily basis where they run your credit score to see if they're willing to do business with you? Well... I mean, Hopefully daily basis, like that affects your credit score. Yeah, like like zero, right? I mean, the only thing I've needed uh, a good credit score for is to get a loan, right? Right. So uh, either for property or for like a vehicle, right? Those types of things. Other than that, my FICA score has had little to no impact on my life. So, so go ahead. I was just going to say, so well, instead well, uh, of a credit score, it's a social credit score. Is that what you'd be referring to? I basically, it would be a private score that, say, I wanted to do business with you. I'd be like, I, I got to look up your score and see what it is before I do business with you. Sure. But people don't look up the credit voluntary. score now to see if you're well, financially viable to do business. Well, Not even just that. If they, if they care about their uh, shareholders, 
<laughs> you're, you're talking about like cars and yeah. real estate, and well, that's about it's it. Up for interpretation yeah, well, too, as far as the example. social things go. So if you're a, a credible, honest person, I'll give you a practical example: signing a lease agreement for an apartment. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of landlords, like some landlords, don't care. They want to see a pay stub, and they want to see first and last, and then they'll sign a lease to the other landlords. They want your social security number. They're gonna run. They're gonna have you pay fifty bucks or a hundred bucks up front, whatever it is, for a credit check fee. They're gonna check your credit before they lease the apartment to you, depending on how much they value the property, how much you know the size of the neighborhood. Right? right. The credit check generally happens more inside of like big cities than it does sort of you know in the rural areas where everybody's sort of more familiar with everybody, but. That's a practical example of when that type of a system kicks in. Yeah, I guess that's my point. In a in a world that we'd love to be in without the government and the courts, yeah, there would be private companies stepping up along that line to provide that service because I think it would be useful. Yeah, useful for big purchases. That's all I'm saying. I'm it's not, not a day to day thing. I, I might be controversial here in this room saying this, but I'm not necessarily against having. A social credit score. I guess it depends what it's used for. As right? long as it's not mandated by the government. The pro- okay. Exactly. The problem with your reputation rating is you don't get to determine it anyway. Sure, so you do by your actions. That's okay, but other people can still affect your your social credit score. Sure. Right? Through no fault of your own, mm, right? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, we're in the middle of cancel culture. Have, have you ever? That's a social credit score. Say one wrong thing. Have, one wrong thing, and you're done. Have you ever gone to Yelp? Yeah. To look I up a place to to that, that you're gonna right. So, I mean, I, I and see it's something like that. Now. So, you know, every now and again, sure, there's gonna be somebody that you've had a a poor interaction with, or they think you had a poor interaction with, and they're going yeah. to you know give you a lower rating, or like an IMDb, or like you know, okay, some people made this show, sure. this movie, you know, this guy thinks it sucks and rated it a one, but the other people rated it like a seven and a half. Yeah. So, I think I'm gonna check it out. So, if I were doing that to a person, let's say James, who's calling us from Michigan tonight, was like a person, I'm like, I don't know if I should do business with this guy. I would go to whatever this reputation agency or my reputation provider and be like, hey, sure. can you look up James in Michigan? And I'm trying to do a deal with him. You know, what was it was it say? And they're like, oh, he comes back as a 7.5. I, you know, okay, I think I'll do some business with James. But if it comes back as like a two, I'd be like, yeah. James, dude, sorry, man. But is it a legitimate two or is it a manufactured two because he pissed off the wrong guy in Michigan who was undue social influence? Well, in theory, it would be specific to the type of transaction that we're trying to do. So even more complicated. Right? In in theory, right? So <laughs> You have a social credit score for the deli. You have a social credit score for the bar. I, and I don't want to call a it social a, credit a social score credit for the bookstore. I want to call it a reputation score. <laughs> Whatever. Because that's it's calling it social credit is just a horrible phrasing. It's semantical yeah, it at this got point. Ruined. Whereas <laughs> reputation is a much more solid concrete word, right? Because you're talking about what other people that you have done business with, your family, your friends, etc. and so on, your former employers, if you're an employer yourself, how fair you are to your yeah. employees all that kind of stuff is taken if you, into if account you think about then it, you farm it out to china think, and they put a whole bunch of people to bump up your reputation score for a few bucks but if you think you about it 100 it. years ago everyone in town worked on a reputation score right they i get it knew. and when you Everybody left town it didn't follow you reputable <laughs> and when you left town it didn't follow you well, and that's my point i beg to differ well, it didn't follow you. you can look up someone you can do a background check on people yes i mean i've done 
background checks on people before. You you pay you it's most of them you don't even have to pay. If you want a good one, you pay like ten bucks. And and for that, that's more criminal stuff, so you can see if they've ever murdered someone or, you know, whatever. But if you build on that a little bit more, you can see criminal and maybe some other things. So you're about to do a yoga class, 20 people. You're going to run 20 background checks. Well, not for stuff or- like that, because I don't care. Like, that would be a situation where I wouldn't need to know. Yeah. You know. But if she were going into business with a yoga partner and wanted to and make sure that the partner she yeah. was going to invest into her yoga business with was on the up and up and legit and had a yeah. reputation for following through on their agreements, and he, she might deploy that. And he and, paid for that. And to you your know, point, to the score, and, and to she your goes point, into business and gets screwed. To your point, Richie Rich, about the reputation not following, I beg to differ. Even in the Old West, people would move from town to town, and the baddest of the bad would have their reputation following. They're like, oh, that's old Billy over there. The and baddest he, of the bad. You know. Sure. Maybe. So the reputation does the follow The dude with you. the wanted poster with his name on it. And just because people didn't have social media doesn't mean that their reputation didn't follow them. Okay. You're, you're saying the people guess, that you I met here like did a, checked on you. Like, we're going to call all the captain's friends in Seattle to see if we were going to hang out with them. It's possible. <laughs> Nobody did that. James? I, well, I guess my point is I would much rather that system than having to go to a government court and fight with my old business partner in a legal battle that's never going to come to any conclusion. Amen to that, James. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh on on this or anything else, really. Um, and, and again, it depends on the person, I'm going right? to message all of Captain's Mutuals on, fa- on the old Facebook there to see, is this guy really who he says he is? Is that really worth your time? No. Are we are we even in a position where you and I are going to do business or anything? No. Okay, well then waste your time if you want to. I'm not going to. I'm and- confident in my reputation. Okay. So. That's uh, fine. You know, investigate away. I'm not going to. And I don't think most people are going to. Make sure you That's bring your point. results uh, to next week's show. No. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up, including... Demolition Man as Prophecy? Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can find out all about us over at freetalklive.com, including our archives that go back, well, a really long time. I, you know, the show's been around for oh, a couple of decades now, I guess. So, Almost 20, uh, apparently. It's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, oddly enough, uh, the 20th anniversary, I believe uh, Mr. Freeman mentioned this last night, on the show will coincide with his trial date for the Crypto Six. Imagine how young Mark looked when they first started this thing. <laughs> uh, it is Sunday, and I do want to mention uh, I've been sort of pimping the show, The Anarchists. I'm receiving no compensation at all. I just think it's interesting. Uh, those people put on uh, Anarchapulco and reasonably successful you know, sort of coming together of people who have the voluntary mindset, whether they're libertarians, they're anarchists, 
they're voluntarists or just freedom-loving people. Uh, they successfully put on and continue to do so. I, I looked at their website today. It looks like there's a 2023 going to go on. So the, it, it will continue to go. But it is a, an HBO documentary called The Anarchists. The biggest knock against it from the critics is that it doesn't paint anarchy in a positive light. And it's like, it's not called anarchy. It's called the anarchists. It's about people. People, of course, uh, have different personalities and interact differently and have different values than other individuals. So it is a documentary about the individuals, not about the philosophy. Can I give one quick critique since I'm caught up as well? As you want to. Way too much time spent on the John and Lily situation. Well, they're the central characters to the. They are the central. Yeah. How did that happen? Are they the anarchists that were supposed to be like? Well, it's the drama. That's yeah. what. It's still that's a TV where the, show. You know, that's where the story. Right. It has to be okay. entertaining first. That's for like that's, normal people too, not just like okay. us who are actually interested in anarchy and liberty yeah. and these concepts. It normies have to, and I, I hate using that word, but I'm going to muggles. You know, muggles have to think it's funny too, and they okay. love you know reality TV. So all it has right. to appeal to that group a little bit as well. And it certainly has all of those elements. I mean, uh, one of my, my I guess. In one of my reviews that I posted on it, I was like, it has all of the things that every other successful HBO documentary has. It has characters. It has, you know, a little bit of uh, infighting going on. And this person doesn't necessarily like that person for these reasons. And, oh, these people help those people, but not these people. Or they tried to help everybody and are trying to be everybody's friends, but uh, this person hates that person or whatever, right? So now so, we need a spinoff. The so, Wives of Anarchapolco. <laughs> the Real Wives of Anarchapolco. I mean, who knows? Uh, what I am very happy about, though, is that, near as I can tell, having this particular program is historical to the philosophies of voluntarism and anarchism, because never before, to my knowledge, has there been something this mainstream that features the philosophies, albeit surrounding yeah. character stories and events that happened at Anarchapulco. Well, and I do really appreciate that, because it's at least introducing normal people or, or statists to these concepts and i and i do think they do a relatively good job of explaining some of these con they concepts do. and voluntarism and you know what ancap means and these different ideals that people just don't hear in day-to-day -day life unless yeah. you are a libertarian so the uh, sixth and final episode of that airs tonight at i believe 10 p.m eastern so whenever this show this radio show you're listening to here at Free Talk Live ends. Uh, that will be broadcast over on HBO Max. Uh, we'll, of course, be doing our uh, viewing here in Keene uh, as With we the do pirated on, the, version. On, the, on, the, on the Mondays. So uh, over, at, uh, over at the Bitcoin Embassy, what better location, I think, to mm. have a viewing party than the Bitcoin Embassy? Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Gwyneth calling from Australia. Gwyneth, can you hear me? Hello there. How are you today? We're good. Uh, you're live on the radio here at Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Okay. Um, there was a there's a fellow, and a number of years ago, he made this quote, which was quite interesting. His name was called Henry Kissinger, mm -hmm. and I'm sure he's everybody's favorite person. And I'm being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> uh, but he said, <laughs> he said, if you control the food, you control the people. And if yeah. you control the money, then you control nations. Right. Now, we all need to get to producing our own food. Oh, I agree 100%. If we don't, we will never be free. Yeah. We will never be free. And that is one area that right now 
is being attacked like you would not believe. There's people out there who are getting thousands of dollars for fines for planting some carrots and tomatoes in their front yard. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it, is that happening in Australia? Because yeah. I know we've covered things like this happening know. here on Free Talk Live where you know somebody decides to make their front yard of their house into a garden instead of a lawn, and the local authorities yeah. come and, you know, Tell them you know, got to tear it up, or got to you know, do some, you know, pay some fines or whatever that kind of thing. Is that also happening in Australia? I don't know if it's happening here. Um, I don't, I haven't heard of it happening here. But for people who are in that situation where the uh, local municipality is going to come down hard on them mm-hmm. if they, uh, you know, put in a, a, a formal vegetable patch, there is another way. Okay. And that is, there's a lot of uh, ornamental garden plants. And now, I, I need to put a caveat here. You need to do your research because some of these, um, some garden plants will kill you. Yeah, true. Some ornamental garden plants will kill Especially you. Especially in Australia. But some of them are very edible. Some of them are actually um, in the native climates where they, you know, in, in the places where they come from initially, they are actually food staples. Yep. And... Um, a few that immediately spring to mind are canna lilies. That's canna edulis. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, it's a it's a beautiful ornamental garden flower, and has an edible rhizome. It has an edible root. Oh, nice! And there's a. Um, it's also known as the arrowroot plant. It's where you get arrowroot flower from, and Arrowroot flower is arrowroots are cultivated on a commercial basis to make arrowroot flower. That's where it comes from. And so there's there's thousands and thousands of acres of canna lilies and they're planted as an agricultural crop. But then you get the garden ornamental variety that doesn't have quite such a big root. Okay. But the root's still there, it's still quite substantial and it's still edible. That's awesome. It's the same species. Uh, Gwyneth, what about like like I fully support people, you know, gardening. Uh, even if you are an apartment dweller, you can do things like container gardening. You know, at least you don't have to get all of your groceries from your own personal garden, but at least supplement yourself with something that you grow yourself. How do people? Yeah. How do people check out of, you know, the the government systems of money? What is your advice there? Uh, long term. Um, I think if we have a full grid down, then uh, cryptocurrencies are going to be a problem and it's going to go to barter. Mm -hmm. But if people want to use cryptocurrencies, I've used cryptocurrencies in the past, Mm -hmm. and that's probably the best alternative um, in the meantime while we still have something resembling a grid, but people have to be aware that if we go to a full grid down, there is going to be no internet. Uh, Gwyneth, have you heard of because, have you yeah. heard of goldbacks? I have. That that is another thing that I think is going to come to prominence. I think so too. People actually using gold and silver in all sorts of forms, everything from goldbacks to nuggets. Yep. In fact, and, I paid for uh, my dinner know, tonight. Coins. I paid for my dinner tonight with goldbacks. There's uh, several places yep. here in town that uh, the local activist community has gotten on board with accepting both the goldbacks as well as cryptocurrency. 
So we live a little bit in the future here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire with that regard. I've gone back to wanting a lawn instead of a garden. Really? Really? Yeah. Why? You like doing somersaults and cartwheels? Or? No, be- because <laughs> historically the lawn is a flex that I don't need to use my property for food production. I am wealthy enough that my food needs are taken care of, that I can waste all this land on useless grass. And, and water. I, and water. waste all this water. Right. And I would rather have that level of wealth so wait a while you guys are toiling at the soil. Yeah, but, but what if the what if the apocalypse happens and we're already talking about food shortages. I mean, I, I found... I got it. Hey, Gwyneth, but if thank I had you that level so wealth, much for the call. We appreciate it. Feel free to call us between yeah. 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for calling from Australia. So, wait a minute, Richie Rich. If I'm hearing you right, you're saying that as a, as a midlife crisis, instead of like, I don't know, buying a motorcycle or something, you're like, I'm just going to forego the garden and have a lawn? I'm not saying as a midlife crisis. I'm saying wealthy enough to be able to do that. Like More Free Talk Live goal. is coming up. Free Talk Live. Indeed we are. It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number you need is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. If you want to participate in tonight's program, you can call talk about anything that we've been talking about. We've been talking about a lot of stuff about... uh, you know, uh, free market court systems, how something like the People's Court, the television show, you know, might be a template for a free market court system. Uh, we've had some callers call in and talk to us about a uh, free market arbitration system, subscription services, something called uh, what was it Ulex. Called? Ulex, yes, thank you. Uh, you know, and how this is uh, based on, you know, old maritime law, things of that nature. Uh, we've talked about different arbitrations. We've talked about voluntary reputation systems, what that might look like, how that might affect uh, transactions with people. So you can call about any of that. Uh, I also do want to talk about Demolition Man as Prophecy. And if you don't know what that is, we'll get into that. But in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. I want to first go to Tom in New Hampshire, who's calling Tom. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. I want to break a news story about the documents seized out of uh, Trump's property at Mar-a-Lago. And now and we have to fix a news story. Vladimir uh, Putin, uh, he told Trump that uh, the Russian government would confiscate Trump's properties in Russia unless uh, Trump would uh, transfer these documents about nuclear missiles, top secret documents, uh, to the Russian government, and greedy Trump said, well, okay, I'll get these documents, I'll bring them to Mar-a-Lago, I'll get you the documents uh, when I can, and, you know, in order just to avoid having his own property being confiscated. Okay, so knowing the reputation of Tom in New Hampshire, I'm going to say, please cite your source. Uh, Well, I, they heard it here first, I cannot (laughs) disclose my sources because I just made it all up. Ah, well, there you go. Did he just hang up? Or he got cut off by Putin and the Russians. I think he just hung up. 
Okay. Tom? Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Tom. Good <laughs> thing someone here knew about Tom's reputation and was able to call out that BS. Well, See, was... we don't need a social credit score. <laughs> we just need Richie Rich. <laughs> See, now you would be uh, probably one of the arbiters then. You know, or one of the people that uh, you know, folks would seek out the town to, elder to do, yeah, to do like the <laughs> you you imagine know, that be, be the arbitrator, right? You know, somebody who has a reputation as being a fair man who calls people out, right, but yet also reviews the evidence and uh, you know weighs them based on their factual content. I call it right down the middle, Daddy. So, just for giggles, what would your price be if I would want to hire you to look into Captain? Look into Captain. Yeah, like, you know, like... Look into message. my eyes. Look oh. at me. Look at me. <laughs> like, messaging his Facebook friends and, you okay. know... I am the captain now. I you mean... Know, calling his family, like, hey, has he ever did you dirty? I, okay, so... That's a good question. I want to say, like, I don't want to devalue myself or overvalue the service, but I might do that for, like, 50 bucks an hour. Okay. An hour. Like that, because it's it's not work that I necessarily want to do. Um, I don't make that much elsewhere, yeah. so that's you're you're competing with opportunity cost, sure, right? And so to do work that I don't really want to do and take away from doing other work that I'm okay doing. And I haven't looked into it recently, but that seems to be a bit below what like a private investigator might charge. Usually, I'm they're... also an amateur, so I'm not going to get I'm right, not going right. to get professional. I don't know. You just did a good job, though. Okay. I mean, <laughs> some people have talent. Yeah, right? you, you passed know? the interview. You, you, great. <laughs> like, this is one thing that I, I think a lot of folks don't understand. There's a lot of emphasis today put on, like, skills, right? You want to upgrade your life, you want to make more money, you want to, you know, have a bigger house or whatever, stuff like that. Uh, then you need to upgrade your skills. Well, okay. Or you could probably take a look at yourself and is what you're doing now to you know sort of bring home the bacon to make the money whether it's yeah. cryptocurrency or gold and silver or USD whatever that is whatever you're doing now to make the money is it in alignment with your actual talents now i say this because as a guy who played in heavy metal bands for over 20 years in the west coast in the seattle area i always had a day job I didn't care about I didn't care if it aligned with like my talents and abilities and that kind of a thing. I just wanted to make money to fuel my band and my weekend adventures. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the side for, hustle. Pay for the practice. You know, the, we had to rent a room for a while before we Some built our own and that kind of your thing. disposable income. Right. But also like being a musician is expensive and, you know, you need to buy new strings, maybe a new instrument every now and again, new gear, new technology comes out, better recording equipment, et cetera, and so on. So I never cared about any of that since I am no longer a, you know, I'll call it full time musician uh, with a full time day job. Um, I've been thinking more about that. Right. With uh, regards to day work. The only group of people that will load $5,000 of equipment into a $500 band or van for $50, for 50 bucks. Yeah, if that, that's for the whole band, not just for the individual. <laughs> 50 bucks for the whole band. Maybe, uh, maybe a, beer. a couple of beers. A couple yeah. of beers. They're usually crappy beers, too. Anyway, my point is, is that reevaluate whether or not you're getting paid for your talents because you might not have to level up your skill set if you just simply align what you're doing for your money with what your talents are because talents are valuable talents cannot be taught well you either have talent or you don't i might dispute that you can be taught things to make your talents better 
Okay. For certain, but if you don't have talent to begin with, if, or if you have an unexplored talent, you, you're going to need to do some work. But all I'm saying is that it's entirely possible instead of like going back to college and getting your degree, which of course I think college is worthless anyway, but some employers require things like if you want to do accounting, you got to have a degree in accounting, for example. That get kind your of thing. certs. But yeah, get your certs or whatever. But like, you may not have to do that if you just take a look at what your talents are. And like, a lot of people will go, well, I'm not a talented person at all. There's a lot of people on planet Earth that say that, yet they're wrong. Everybody has talents. Everybody, to a person, has talents. They're just different from everybody else's. So don't ask yourself what your talents are. Ask your family. Ask your yeah, friends, the people advice. who know you. Go like, what am I talent? What do I do good? And they'll tell you. Like, if they're honest, they will tell you. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, like folks can be, you don't have any talent or whatever, right? Like, you're it's a possible. You're a loser. But... If you have talent, it might behoove you to align what you do for money with your talent in order yeah. to further your life, because that would you know do a whole bunch of things for you without you having to reinvest in yourself and upgrading your skill set. And typically something you enjoy, too, because not only because then you'll have a fulfilled life and you won't be miserable at work other, every day, but it gives you more incentive to do a good job and to evolve and to learn more things and to continuously do better. Yeah. Uh, here's an example. A friend of mine uh, is an artist and he was selling his work. He was doing paintings and, and that type of thing. Uh, and he was selling his work and he was doing okay, but he wanted to make more money. He was getting ready to get married and have a kid and that kind of stuff. And he thought about it. He's like, well, what can I do without giving up? you know, doing my art, what can I do to make money that is in alignment with, with painting? And what he decided to do was to start a business helping other artists put together their first portfolios or even revisit their portfolios, which is artist portfolio is a glorified resume uh, yeah. for those of you who aren't familiar with artist portfolios. So he would help them put together these very professional looking portfolios so that they could shop themselves around and start selling their art as well. And so it was a perfect compliment to what he did and he didn't have to upgrade his skill set at all. He just simply decided to do something that was in line with his talent already. Yeah. So I think there's a, I think it came up on one of the episodes of the school sucks project which is sort of out of production, but doing a best of, and then they're kind of like in the middle of that. Yeah. And, or I might've just read it online. I don't know where I heard it, but it was okay. basically like, if you have a kid, right. Who's like good at tennis, yes, but struggling at math, the average parent would hire a math tutor. Right. Whereas you should hire a tennis coach. Yep. Right. Right. And have them integrate the math into the coaching of the player, because it's something they are already naturally drawn to and have shown an interest in, and they will be far more likely to retain the knowledge once it's taught. Yep. 603-283-6160. Still to come, the prophecy of Demolition Man. This is Free Talk Be well. Live. Be well. And we're back. Yes, we are. And the telephone number here at Free Talk Live is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I want to get to this 
prophecy. Keep teasing it. But first, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. What's on your mind? I just, yes, I'm going to bring up that New Mexico is a, a Democrat blue state. Okay. But contrary to the typical blue state, we have a high traffic fatality rate. So, so Democrats are bad drivers? No, she said contrary no, to typical. Right. The Democrat blue states have stricter um, traffic uh, like laws, seatbelt laws, helmet laws. So, therefore, we have less traffic fatalities. But our state happens to be blue, but we have, like, the highest pedestrian traffic fatalities. So, maybe it's not correlated at all. Why do you suppose yeah. you have more traffic fatalities in New Mexico than elsewhere? Well, less I think before a blue state. The difficult trend is the red state happens to have more traffic fatalities. They have, um, like, a less laws protecting, I don't uh, know, like traffic laws. So I I have no idea, but I, that, that, do you, do that you know, Sarah, like it's not, do you know, like, like trend, uh-huh. what percentage higher than, you know, other blue states? Is it, like, 2%? Is it? 20 percent is it really bad in new hampshire because there's no helmet or seatbelt law it, it's not actually in fact okay. it's lower here in new hampshire than uh, as far as fatalities go and okay. most other states yeah than most places so probably but, has uh, nothing ha- to do with that either it's got nothing to do with blue or red but, but yeah so i'm trying to figure that out um i mean i got my my i got my theories um how do you know well, that it it's higher cool. in new mexico what what source well, as far as for pedestrian fatality per capita, we're the highest. And as far as like the automobile, like wrecks on freeways and T-boning automobile against automobile, I don't know what the what what is the breakdown for that. Okay, so your high, source high, then is uh, government themselves, right? They're giving you these numbers. The state, right, right. The state so of New I Mexico, think, is saying this is what it is this year and last year and the year before that kind of thing, right? Yeah, but so I don't know the traffic as for per capita, but I think we killed about like 350 to 400 vehicle to vehicle crashes. Well, uh, everything combined, drunk driving and so forth. So, but you're right. Maybe it's got nothing to do with the blue or the red part of it. And it's just that maybe it's just the cultural aspect of it. Yeah, that's entirely possible. That's my theory on it anyway. I don't don't put any weight into, you know, oh, the red states are this and the blue states are that, except for when it comes to, like, political elections, right? Who's voting for what president and that kind of a thing, right? If if people are going to shout, seatbelt saves lives, right? And and you can look to New Hampshire and say, well, this place doesn't have seatbelt laws. Yep. And there's no discernible difference in fatalities. Right. Right. Then the seatbelt law itself has no bearing on that statistic. And I'm sure most people in New Hampshire are, I don't know if there's more people in New Hampshire not wearing seatbelts. Right. So, right. I I think that the law, and hey, thanks for the call, Sarah. I think that the law in New Hampshire uh, is, mm, I don't think it's indicative of, you know, what seatbelts do or don't do. If you think seatbelts are a good idea, then you should wear them. Right. Uh, You know, I wear mine, most of the time. I don't wear mine occasionally because, like, 
I'm in New Hampshire and I don't have to. I've spent the majority of my life in states where you have to. Like, you can get pulled over if the cop sees that the little strap isn't crossing your body. I've gotten pulled over leaving court. <laughs> really? Because uh, you weren't wearing a seatbelt? Yeah. Not so, New Hampshire, though. Not New Hampshire. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just do it because I can. Like, I'll leave my driveway, yeah. you know? And I, uh, okay, and as I'm driving down the road, then I'll be like, oh, guess I yeah. put my seatbelt down. I pull out as quickly as I can to just get on the road, and then I buckle when it's convenient. Yeah. You know when I don't buckle up at all is when I'm in, like, one of these shopping centers, oh. and I'm going to multiple stores, and I have to drive across, like, a street to get to the other portion of the shopping center. I, I won't buckle up at all. I been drinking. <laughs> so, I typically don't wear my seatbelt, and just because I cross into Massachusetts is not going to make me put it on. Okay. Similarly, I ride motorcycles. You've got balls. Well, I guess not. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, At least some proverbial balls. Similarly, controlled. <laughs> I ride motorcycles yes. in New Hampshire, and I only ride my motorcycle in New Hampshire, really, because I don't go that far. Anyways. I don't have to wear a helmet in New Hampshire. But do you? But I do. Okay. Because I think it's a that's what I want to do. So yeah. even though I have the option not to, I do, and most riders I see in New Hampshire wear helmets. In in Hawaii, like th- there's the seatbelt law obviously, but my seatbelt didn't click into place. So Ooh. I actually had to tuck the lap belt under my belly fat just to hold it to give the to make appearance, it appearance right, yeah. that it was clicked in. Yeah. Yeah. So Fun, or not really a fun story, but one of my ex-boyfriends, he got in a really bad car accident, was in a coma, like whole nine yards. He was kind of driving a junker car, and he was supposed to, the seatbelt was broken on the car. What did you do? He was supposed to wear the seatbelt the day, or he was supposed to fix the seatbelt the day before he got into the car accident, Mm. but his dad blew him off, so they didn't get to fix the seatbelt. So we got into that car accident the next day. He was flung to the passenger side. Mm-hmm. The driver's side of the car was completely crushed because he flipped his car four times into a telephone pole. If he was wearing his seatbelt, he would have died. He deserves the right to yeah. decide that now, since not wearing a seatbelt literally saved his life, he has the right to decide that he would rather, you know, you're taking a gamble either way. Yes, you yep. So he deserves the right to decide whether he wants to wear a seatbelt or not wear a seatbelt. I have the opposite experience, but I think a similar philosophy. Yeah. Right. So I did first try to move to Seattle or to New Hampshire about five years before I did. So 19, 18, 17, 16, about 2013, 2014. Good with the math. Pocket. I was told there would be no math. Uh, for those of you watching over at. Uh, uh, what do we have? Video.freetalklive.com. Okay. Uh, I almost like did the fingers 19, 18, <laughs> 17, 16, or whatever it is, right? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself as well. It's what we do here on, A on the radio. On it the is keyboard. Sunday. <laughs> I was told there would be no. Anyway, so uh, I got into an accident, and uh, quite literally, the passenger side of my vehicle was the side that was crushed. I was wearing my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the vehicle had landed like on its side so that the driver's door was the top, the roof, if you will. And so I was literally hanging by my seatbelt inside the cockpit of my vehicle. And some, you know, 
other traffic people who had seen the accident like pulled over and like ran and like kicked out the uh, the windshield and helped me climb out through the front or whatever. So it was an interesting experience. But I think the moral is take the choice or make yeah. the choice on your own. Yes. Take your chances either way. Right. 603-283-6160. Still to come, something about Demolition Man and prophecy. And people's boggles. Boggles, boggles. And we're back. It is Free Talk Live. What a letdown that was. It's F is in free. Yeah, that was good. T is in talk. L is in live. Free Talk Live. You can find us over at freetalklive.com. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you want to call, the phones are open. In the studio tonight... It is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there right now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. When you do that, you're going to find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for you to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all in a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. All right. So, which one you brought this in? Richie Rich? Yeah. Rich? Okay. All right. Richie Rich brought in this story. Richie Rich brings in some good stuff from time this to time. This is from Fee. I know. I, Foundation I like, for Economic Education. I saw oh. that, and I'm like, why is Richie not pulling from tabloids? Because it like, was is he, fee. Is he taking on wow. a serious aspect to his radio you know, personality? But yeah, uh, this says, everything Demolition Man got right about the 21st century is so far. And that's why I brought it in. The 1993 film, I, I like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, is it really that old? Because, well, I'm old, right? 93, I was 21. Okay. So, yeah. I wasn't alive. <laughs> you weren't even around when this nope. film was, was released. Have you seen the film? No, I haven't. Oh, should I add my it to goodness. my list? Absolutely. Yeah, A thousand percent, yes. Not only okay. add it, but bump it into, like, the top. Four or something. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. Like yeah, watch that tonight and then watch the anarchist tomorrow night and you'll yeah. be set. Yeah. Like okay. that's your that's your viewing. That's lineup. my goal. Yeah. My it's, my homework. <laughs> as it this article will reveal, it's got a star studded cast, really. It's it's but pretty good. Find an American torrent for it. Because I downloaded, I guess, a European version and they replaced all the Taco Bells with Pizza Hut. And it was it was it was nearly unwatchable. <laughs> that's really wow. funny. Yeah, there's some very specific Taco Bell uh, humor in here. Uh, But yeah, the 1993 film Demolition Man saw some parts of our future clearly and reminds us there are many shades of dystopia. For those of you who have not seen the film, yes, it's set in the future, the future, the future. And, uh, you know, it sort of takes some creative liberties on what the future might look like 
and the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. <laughs> For what? The article reads, I haven't thought about the movie Demolition Man in a long time, but this changed recently when it was brought to my attention that the film is now nearly 30 years old. Made by filmmaker Marco Brambilla, or Brambilla, in his director directorial debut, Demolition Man, is one of those movies that manages to be simultaneously campy and ingenious. That's impressive. That's his directorial debut. Debut. Yeah, it is actually pretty impressive. Featuring a star-studded lineup that included Sylvester Stallone. Hey, yo, Adrian, I'm Sylvester Stallone. Anyway, uh, Wesley Snipes. Yep. Sandra Bullock. Yep. And not to mention up-and-comers. This is way, so 93, like Dennis Leary and Benjamin Bratt, as well as stage actor Nigel Hawthorne and the guy who played the warden in The Shawshank Redemption, Bob Gunton. And Rob Schneider. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. The movie was a hit raking in over $159 million worldwide. And so for 93, that's impressive. Today, that's like, eh, you know, movie comes out. It that's not even the budget million. for a Marvel movie. Right. The movie has a delicious, if ludicrous, plot. Stallone plays John Spartan, a dirty, hairy-style police officer whose life takes a sudden turn when his attempt to rescue a bunch of hostages goes awry. When all the hostages are found dead following an explosion, Spartan, along with the criminal he was trying to stop, Simon Phoenix, played by Snipes, is sentenced to be cryogenically frozen. Both Spartan and Phoenix are unthawed in 2032. 30, all right around the corner. A little bit, yeah. A couple of, what, 10 years or so? 36 no years man. after being frozen in a world that looks much different. So it's kind of the same thing as idiocracy. In this respect, where like you know, dude gets put to sleep and then w- but gets predates up. idiocracy by a s- couple of decades. Is it as funny? It's not as funny because yeah. it's not really. I quote that movie a lot. Okay, it's campy, but it's an action flick. Okay, it's like at its core, it's an action flick. When did idiocracy come out? Two thousand six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So thirteen years before of it, in front of idiocracy. That's interesting. I thought idiocracy was much older than that. By like, and, you know, I thought it came out like 2000 or something. And the other thing with Demolition Man is it takes a lot of liberties from Brave New World. Like it's definitely it, sourced in that. It does. Uh, the author here says, I had to watch or rewatch Demolition Man after the release of an out of frame short that explored all the ways in which Demolition Man predicted the future. The movie was even campier than I remembered. Well, OK, it was 93, so. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't also impressed by just how much of the future Demolition Man got right. So here we go. Self-driving electric cars. Check. Right? We, we all know that that's up and coming. There's, there's uh, already self-driving electric semis uh, in some places about this. Of, of the United States already and around the world. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure self-driving electric cars are, are in more than just the U.S., so. Uh, humans using computers to increase their self-esteem. Okay. Check. Yeah. Very big check. Very big check, right? Uh, all the studies about how uh, when you get a Facebook like, it triggers some sort of dopamine yeah, in your brain. You or, dopamine, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Those happy birthdays. Got to get that rush. Mm-hmm. There's. Uh, this is why I, I don't really want to offend anybody, but on, on the social media, I never do birthdays. Yeah. I mean, and you'll, either, also, you'll also rarely see, like, a couple of my friends, like, 
who are older than Facebook. Well, you don't want to know give them that my, ego, know that when, ego push? Know when my birthday is, and so they'll be like, hey, happy birthday, Captain, every now and again. But like, for the most part, people leave me alone, and so I'm happy about that. And I leave them alone with it, too, because like, I, I just feel like social media pushing you to remember people that you might not even communicate with, right? You know, followers versus friends, right, is how I look at social media. Um, like, pushing you is like sort of fake friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're really my friend and, 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 my I, and I know you and I really have some concern over your next spin around the, you know, the galaxy or whatever it is, then I will wish you happy birthday in person, you know, but it's not so important to me. And I don't really care if anybody remembers my birthday or not. I, I really don't. And I kind of never have. The only importance for birthdays to me were when I turned 21, I could drink legally. Mm-hmm. I was totally going to bars and drinking illegally before I was 21. Cause I, I think most older. people who drink started before it was legal. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying I looked older, so I got carded like okay. way less. And like people were just like, sure, whatever, you know. Uh, and so that happened. And then the other one was, uh, I think, when I turned 25 because uh, my insurance, my car insurance rates finally yeah. went down. You know? <laughs> I think I find the, I yeah. find the birthday reminders sometimes useful because I don't really pay attention. Sometimes it is nice, yeah. So you get the reminder, and then I will go message, you know, family members off of Facebook. Yeah, but I, t- I totally lean on that. It's like, oh man, it's their birthday again. Yeah. And like, yeah. forget mom's birthday, and you'll never hear the last of it. Uh, how about Zoom meetings? Check, big check, particularly post COVID. Yeah, uh, Zoom has taken over uh, all sorts of different meeting applications has replaced live in-person meetings mostly across many different forms of business i remember my dad had to go on business trips that's old people things we have to we have to go to a different state to have a meeting right jesus what else did demolition man prophesy 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 the prophecy has been prophesized prophesizing predictor 603-283-6160. More free talk live is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening each and every night. We're here seven nights a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, There's a few radio stations that don't play all seven days of the week. Some of them will pick up like just the weekends or some will play only weekdays or only specific days. But we are available to you seven nights a week over at freetalklive.com streaming you can also uh, if you want to watch our video streams as well as enjoy the audio you can go to video.freetalklive.com and if you want to call you have to call between 7 p.m and 10 p.m eastern time because we're in the eastern time zone that's when we broadcast live so uh in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and richie rich do you really want liberty in your lifetime well hell yes yeah Later this year, Mark Edge, one of the founders of Free Talk Live, is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's being held in Prague from October 21st through the 23rd, and it showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up all around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, 
and they'll explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance, which offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets, and you can claim those when you check out of their Eventbrite site using the promotion code FTL20. That's FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com and follow the conference Twitter via the handle at LibertyIOL. Make sure you get your tickets soon and take advantage of the discount. If you want, you can buy your tickets with Bitcoin. Just drop them a Twitter direct message for instructions on how to do so. Again, that's LifetimeLiberty.com. Use the code FTL20 as your discount code for 20% off, and that'll be in Prague October 21st through the 23rd. All right, so we've begun this story from FEE, F-E-E, that's the Foundation for Economic Education. Yep. And they're talking about the 1993 film called Demolition Man, starring... 1993 uh, masterpiece. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, I won't dispute that. Um, <laughs> Nikki hasn't seen it, so she no, won't I'll dispute it either. She wasn't even you know born yet. Yeah, I'll let you know tomorrow, though. Okay. Uh, and, you know, did it predict the future? And if so, how accurately? Well, we've already already covered... Uh, oh, it's starring uh, Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, Wesley Snipes, Dennis Leary's in it, uh, a couple of other people. It's a star-studded cast, really. Uh, but we've already talked about self-driving electric cars. Check. They predicted that. Humans using computers to increase their self-esteem. Check. You know, we talked about the Facebook thing. Uh, recently, too, there's... And I talked about it here on Free Talk Live. I can't remember the name of the website, but it's wants to sort of be your friend and mimic you. Uh, Aria actually signed up for one of the accounts oh, yeah. uh, and has had fun playing with that account uh, on a couple of different occasions and telling it, you know, all sorts of interesting information. Uh, but like, it's there to like be your uh, virtual online friend. That is somewhat of a mirror of yourself. That's okay. its whole premise. And so its job is to, like, lift your spirits and, like, encourage you and, like, all the things that, like, you know, your family and your spouse and your friends are supposed to do for you. It's trying to, like, be that for people. Really makes you wonder if you want to be friends with yourself, though. Well, I mean, if I need a computer robot to do that, I would feel really bad about myself. Zoom meetings. And it would mimic that. Zoom meetings. So, yeah, of course, everybody's doing these online Zoom conference things. Zoom is, like, bigger than, you know, cheeseburgers now, I guess. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's entry into politics. The Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Check. 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 They've predicted that firmly in 1993. Uh, What else? Uh, Attention spans the length of a goldfish. (laughs) Check. Yeah. Twitter with its 140 characters. Was it 140 characters? It was. TikTok's a great example of that. Uh, What's the limit there? I don't know. I don't know if there's a limit. Like a minute or something. I don't have TikTok either. There's definitely. Well, they're, they're like short clips. Is basically what it is. It's what Vine tried to be. Uh, Well, Vine was only like 15 seconds or something. Okay. It's a short form thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. uh, Short attention spans uh, have become the norm. Uh, We were talking about this a little bit during the break. Voice activated search in homes. Yep. Check. And Richie Rich, you... You have some experience with you, this, I You can give me the demerits. I don't care. I've already given you five demerits yep. for this. Liber- libertarians can harsh on me all they want, <laughs> but I've got I've got the Alexa set up in-house. Yeah. 
and I, I mean, justifiably fine. If you're, unless you've got like a dumb phone feature phone, like I don't want to hear it because right. all I know is whenever my phone is around me, like I get ads on Facebook for what I was just talking about with my friends. So, in in your house with Alexa? Well, no, just oh, with my yeah, phone. Yeah. No, like, yeah, your the, phones the, are obviously always right. listening. Yeah. So that being said, I don't really have a problem having Alexa in my house because yeah. it's convenient. I mean, there is something to be said for unplugging the damn thing, right? You know, just because you have one doesn't mean you can't unplug it. Or just not use it. it. But it's... Uh, you know, well, it's always on. It's one of the things I don't like about it. Yeah. So when I walk into my apartment, the 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 light switch is on the back wall of the apartment. Mm-hmm, right. So I have to crawl through the dark to get there when I get home at night. Yep. Uh, so I set up an Alexa light, yep. you know, to, to come on and... In demolition man fashion, when I get home, I say, Alexa, illuminate. Nice. And deluminate, and the lights go on and off. I'll, uh, I'll give you back one demerit point, so I'm only going to subtract four. Okay. I'll give you the one back because you do mimic the demolition man movie. Okay. So I'll that, take it. Yeah. That's, I don't even care. That's definitely cool. Worth it. Worth it for the convenience. <laughs> Alexa, uh, set microwave timer for 90 seconds. I, then, she can do that? Yeah. Whoa. See? I don't remember. Mm, I'm going to have to go back and watch this movie again myself. Because Please do. This says digital currency, they predicted. Huh. Check. Okay. Did they? I don't remember them using digital currency. In I don't remember them now. using cash except when they were down. They, the they had credits or whatever, yeah. right? And I remember like whenever Sylvester Stallone would, find one would cuss. Right, yeah, they would find it. Yeah. But like, I, it seemed to me that they were fining him for like something he hadn't yet even earned. Well, because he was new. Like, everyone else already had it. That's probably how they were paid. Yeah. Right? Okay. I guess. And then automatically deducted. And, like, I'd just like to point this out again. There are people mm, on the internet who say things like, the dollar is not digital. Yes, it is. Like, it was digital before cryptocurrency was. Like, literally. Like, bank accounts. Yeah. Like, when you go and deposit $1,000 in cash into your bank... Right, your local branch of whatever bank you use, the bank of your local whatever. You put a thousand bucks into that thing. They don't then put that thousand bucks into an envelope and ship it no. across the country to like the main bank and then your particular subsection of the actual physical bank now has that specific one thousand dollars in. No. They credit an account digitally. Well, Not they don't even that. have enough money to cover all of right. the bank accounts at right. the bank. There, there That's is part of it. Far less cash in the world than there are zeros on bank accounts that people believe that they have cash on. That's why banks are afraid of things like a bank, bank run. run. Yeah, you deposit a thousand, they lend out nine thousand yeah. legally. Well, they actually, now they don't even have that reserve. Oh, that's on, not even. A yeah, they, they got rid of that. I think during COVID. So screw it. Yeah, doesn't what, even matter. So they can lend out as much as they want. Yeah. Is so that what it you're used saying? to be, they had to have. Uh, it's it's called a fractional reserve bank. Fractional yeah. reserve banking. Thank you. And it used to be that the bank would have to have ten percent of whatever it was they were going to lend out. So if they were going to lend out, you know, a hundred bucks, they had to have ten bucks. Even that is absurd. It's absurd. Imagine if I was doing that. Yeah. But the you only know? way they can do that is if they don't actually have to physically give yeah. you the cash. They right. just increment the system. Right. So now if you go into your local branch bank because you've been a customer at that bank for all your life or whatever, and you know your credit's pretty good, and you're like, hey, can I have a loan for a car? And they go, yep, your credit looks good. You're employed. They do a background check on you or whatever. 
Uh, and uh, they go, yeah, sure. Uh, that'll arrive in your account in you know X amount of business days. And so it's just numbers in your account. They don't actually put that amount of cash into an area set aside specifically for you. Which is also why it's absurd that it's not instantaneous. Right. Wait, so wouldn't this make the U.S. dollar essentially worthless? Yes. I mean, it, it, don't it, it, spread the word if you're holding U.S. dollars. I'm not. It's, it's, it's not really a secret. A, a secret. I mean, we've been broadcasting it here on national talk radio for probably 20 years or so. You know, that's, uh, the, the dollar has actually lost mm, over 98% of its value yeah. uh, since uh, 1913. Perhaps yeah. uh, even further back than that. But Well, that's when the Federal Reserve is yeah, and the more money they print, the less value your dollar has. So if you've been sitting on $5,000 for five years, guess what? It's probably only worth about 2500 bucks right now compared to what it was worth when you saved it. 603-283-6160. Was there anything else Demolition Man predicted? We'll find out. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. And we're back. Back, back, back. He echoed, echoed, echoed. Delay, delay, delay. Is this thing on? This thing on? This thing on? It's called manual delay when you just do it. Okay. <laughs> One time, uh, me and my band, we were playing a gig. And they didn't have any effects at all, like something in their rack broke. And so it was just, you know, the mic'd up guitars, the mic'd up bass, you know, the mic'd up drums, and then dry vocals, which I don't know if you've ever heard dry vocals in a musical situation, but... Karaoke? No, karaoke, like, is generous with the the reverb really? and the delay and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Most karaoke setups, anyway. Um, so, anyway, we play this thing dry, and there was this important piece of the song where there was a delay. Like, if you heard the recording of the song, there's a bit where, like, the music sort of stops, and the singer, ah, 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 right? It's a pretty important piece of the <laughs> yeah. song. But the sound guy was unable to do that that day because whatever, the piece of gear broke. So the singer just did it manually. Yep, got to do a manual. And apparently it fooled the audience. Nice. Because they That's were like, great. I thought you said the sound guy's thing was broken because I talked to some people before the show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, and you could see him or do it like that good. Yeah, you, you could kind of see him do it, but he kind of did it in a ventriloquist way where he's holding the mic. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And you could see the throat move, but yeah. he didn't move the mic away from his face at all. So it looked like it was just the same thing. It was, yeah. Anyway, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. We're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off with over a million channels now, many of whom are former or disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment if it hasn't already. I haven't checked in on it because at this point I'm like, 
screw you, YouTube. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming. Now we're streaming live every night, posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel. Just video, uh, visit video.freetalklive.com. Video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app over at lbry.com. And every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Again, follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live vindicated with the latest CDC guidelines and recommendations and yeah. came out recently. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was hoping to grab uh, you know sort of a chart or an article on that, and I just didn't happen to have one for that. But I did see that the CDC has basically said, hey, uh, treat everybody, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, the same. Yep. Which is what we've been saying since the dawn of COVID. What's that? You've tested positive? No need to quarantine. Go about your business. Right. That's what I've been doing the whole time. Right. I Vindicated. Have That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, you don't need to wear a mask wherever you go? Vindicated. Oh, yeah. I haven't been doing that either. Nor did I do it the entire time. So, yeah. You know, all the, uh, all the websites that uh, put warnings uh, on our posts about, oh, this might be misinformation or disinformation. You've been fact-checked. Well, guess what? They're all wrong. Yep. Every freaking one of them. No all the way. Facebook friends lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We've been talking about this article from Fee about the movie. One of the greatest movies of all time. Demolition Man. And uh, star-studded cast, Sandra Bulldog. I mean, Bullock. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yo. Uh, Wesley Snipes, who played, uh, what was the vampire? Blade? Blade, yes, okay. thank you. He played Blade. Also a fantastic series of vampire movies. Uh, anyway, those guys are all in it. We've been talking about things they got right, uh, just for our listeners tuning in who haven't heard them. Uh, self-driving electric cars, they predicted humans using computers to increase their self-esteem. They also predicted Zoom meetings. They predicted Arnold Schwarzenegger's entry into politics. Uh, they predicted short attention spans for most people. They predicted voice-activated search in your home. They predicted digital currency. What else did they predict? Tablets. Hmm. That's right. They had tablets in yeah. Demolition Man before tablets were even invented. The police response system. Yep. What am I supposed to tell this guy? Uh, and that's interesting, too, because... Did they invent them and do, you know, Android and Apple owe Demolition Man some sort of, you know, royalty according to U.S. law? I don't believe in copyright law, by the way, but probably probably more so the uh, the daily use of tablets. Like I know Apple had a tablet probably long, around that. What time? I don't know. Apple so, had yeah, Apple had a tablet long before the iPad. And I don't remember what it's called. So I know like that Newton or I know that touchscreen POS systems existed in '93 because I worked a job at a uh, a place, a retailer where they had the touchscreen. So yeah. you could you know scan barcodes and then touch stuff on the screen without a keyboard to like right. complete the transaction. I got and, that, but there there's there is an Apple tablet that predates the iPad. Okay, I just I don't know when it came out and I can't remember the name of it. If uh, you know, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What else did they predict? Anti-smoking laws. That's right. In 1993, you could still smoke in a bar and have a mm. glass of whiskey at the same time. I'm so old. 
Like, I remember when you could smoke in the Greyhound bus. It was only like the last, like, six seats, like three on either side, plus that one big seat in the way back next to the bathroom. You didn't ever want to sit there unless you were a smoker. Are there people still alive that remember when you could smoke on an airplane? I'm sure there are. Probably, yeah. I don't remember being able to smoke on an airplane. I do remember seeing the ashtrays in the arms of the airplane seats. I think they've all been, you know, moved out and all those planes retired at this point. It seems like that has been such, has been the norm for so long, right, that you need not put a sign up in the plane that says no smoking. (laughs) And they still have them. Right. Yeah. Like, fasten your seatbelts and remember, no smoking. (laughs) Like, who remembers? Who thinks that that would be okay at this point? Uh, anti-smoking laws they predicted. They predicted language police. One credit of the verbal morality code. Yeah, and there's also some sort of like buzzer sound that went along. Yeah. yeah. John Spock. Maybe a little light went off too. Yeah. I, I, much like John Spartan, would have received many a fine. Yes. As we've witnessed here on Free Talk Live in the <laughs> two times that I've had to, well, one time I had to dump myself and then another time I, I had to be dumped because I went on a bit of an, you know, I wouldn't say emotional, but I was on a bit of a rant and carrying on and, well. You've you been know, known to I, get emotional, Kevin. I, 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 I Don't get emotional. I'm still surprised I haven't had to be dumped. <laughs> not, knock on wood. Should <laughs> oh, uh, I just curse myself? Predicting the future is what no. you're doing. That's right. Mm-mm, I'm a good girl uh, and I do not use swear words. The ever. F you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I've, Ever. I've heard your potty mouth. That's right. <laughs> what, on the brakes? <laughs> That's right. And at Pork and Fork. Yep. As soon as the mics really, get muted. I really let it loose at Pork and Fork. Particularly during mini golf. <laughs> so last night there was a caller who was like, I, okay, you guys don't get emotional now. And I totally like deadpan. And he's like, no, 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 don't get emotional. Yeah. And I was like, I but that. I'm not. Like, You've whatever. been known, Captain. Don't it's, tell me what to do. It's part of your reputation. I do not get emotional. The emotional <laughs> captain. I do emote. It's true. But what else do they predict? Uh, germophobia. Gun control. All of those. So anti-smoking yeah. laws, language police, germophobia, Where gun control. Where do I get control. a gunner on here? Oh, at the museum, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, however, I am still not using the three shells. Three seashells? Yeah. Okay. I, what is that? That, well, Watch the movie. Yeah, you'll, All right, I will. Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Right. There I'm waiting a, for that. There though. are three, totally seashells three seashells that John Spartan has to figure out how to use, and you'll you'll see. You'll see. Okay. This list is by no means exhaustive, mind you, and impressive as it is, the list doesn't include what is, in my opinion, the most prophetic and best part of Demolition Man, Edgar Friendly's soliloquy on why he's living as criminal underground, literally underground, rather than on the service, and that would be... Uh, Dennis Leary's part. That's a worthy rant. It is. 603-283-6160. Would you live underground in a dystopia? Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Hang 
totally ruined it. Hang on, let me see if I do. Technicalities. Yeah, technicalties. Please stand by. Technicalties. Please stand by. It would have been such a great segue. It was going to be a great segue, and now it's all messed up. It's all jacked. See, there you go. According to Cato's plan, I'm the enemy because I like to think, I like to read, I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy that likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen this. Do you know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. See... And that is the epic rant. That's pretty uh, pretty accurate. From uh, the from actor. From 93. 93, yeah, yeah definitely accurate. Uh, from the actor Dennis Leary, uh, who I, that might have been one of his first acting gigs. 93, because he was a stand-up comedian for a long time doing, yeah. doing his shtick, uh, which I thought he was pretty funny at that, and then he transitioned into acting, of course. But uh, yeah, pretty epic rant, pretty point on point you know uh, and definitely worthy of a look back uh 6032836160 it is free talk live in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and rich rich and before we get to your calls and thoughts i want to say thank you to tonight's amplifier thank you to alex g knop he is a silver level amplifier which means he contributes five dollars a month over at amps dot freetalklive.com where does alex's money go it goes to help get this radio program onto more radio stations and otherwise promote and support free talk live you do get some little little perks little you know special things if you are an amplifier such as an amp only podcast and there's a few other things find out more over at amps amps dot freetalklive.com uh, you could help us spread liberty, peace, and prosperity to more people around the world. Thank you again, Alex Genop. We appreciate you. All right, so moving on to calls. Let's go to David in San Francisco. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, you were doing your fund pitch there. You mean the Koch brothers don't pay for the show? Uh, no, they they don't. Uh, and in fact, if they do, uh, they certainly have not sent me my paycheck ever. And well, been... that's a funny thing. I mean, you got a fat network uh, display, and they don't even chip in a tiny bit. If the Koch uh, brothers started chipping in, I'm really getting my lawn. Let's just say that. <laughs> what were you calling about tonight, David? Well, I heard you raise the issue of uh, living outside the or living underground. That yes, was it. and um, you know, like they say, uh, if you live underground, you must be honest. Why and, is that? Uh, I'm sure you all agree. Why is that? Oh, you don't recognize the old Bob Dylan line? No. Mm-mm, no. Okay. Well, the uh, in, I was going to talk about the physics of living underground. Uh, I used to live out in Colorado where they had a lot of radon gas. Yep. You know, radiation, uh, radioactive uh, 
soil. Uh, That's a big thing or, here in New Hampshire. Yeah, it, it is. Like uh, when I bought my house, the inspector did a radon test, and like I didn't get the results for a couple of days or whatever because they had to leave it go for 24 hours. Yo, and and there's the radon vents that get built into new houses here yeah. to let it escape. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a safe thing. And, you know, part of the reason why the Koch brothers aren't respected is they own mining companies. They've made a vast fortune in mining and in oil drilling, and uh, and they are made a vast for, uh, fortune in fraud. Uh, they used to short the oil companies. They would pretend to have a full tank, uh, that they would take a partial tank of fuel when, in fact, they had a full tank. And, uh, and so they were famous for shorting uh, the oil uh, jobbers. But the, uh, the bigger You think they wouldn't get them, that wealthy with that reputation? Well, that's the funniest thing about it. And uh, uh, they started the John Birch Society, and they made it patriotic to be a saboteur. And, uh, and so their whole history was, was that of sapping this nation pretending that they were so important to this nation that they didn't have to pay taxes, even though they were poisonous with, poisoning us with uh, various problems like radon uh, in concrete, in mine tailings, all sorts of different problems, okay. and, and then selling those mine tailings for uh, filler in something like concrete, which then led to the poisoning of whole neighborhoods uh, all across America. So if I'm and, hearing you correctly then, David, uh, you just don't like the Koch brothers, is that right? I don't like poisoners. And I don't like polluters. So then, if you don't like polluters and poisoners, do you dislike the federal government? Uh, You always got it in for the federal government. The federal government... I ask you for a very specific reason. Because the federal government, believe it or not, and you can go look this up, they released their own report on it. Go look it up. The federal government, believe it or not, is the largest polluter, period. Okay. They, At least they to, admit it. To be, to be fair to David, it? though, mm-hmm. I don't right, think... that doesn't minimize the fact that if this is true, that the Koch brothers are well, sure. culpable. I'm just, I'm just seeing if David okay. here is philosophically consistent. Okay. I don't like well, the let's... at least they admit it argument, though. I don't like doing a bad thing is doing a bad thing. Just because the feds admit that they're terrible doesn't mean that it's okay or Agreed. any better. Is it, wor- is it better to then hide it if, the, if the that's what the Koch brothers are doing? Hang on. The no. federal government is you and I. Whether no. you admit <laughs> no. it or not, no, you it isn't. I, no, it, it certainly I isn't. The, David, in I, no way, shape, or form is the, is the federal government you and I. Have I you ever tried to change anything in the federal government at any level? Got a lot done. Oh, yeah? Such as? What did you change? Well, just one time, uh, right after Obama was elected, uh-huh. we had the Interior Secretary came out here to San Francisco. Uh-huh. Everybody was expecting him to be a, uh, a great... Yeah, I don't need the lead-up. I need the facts. What did you change? And he, pro- he wanted to do offshore drilling in California. Okay. And so I got one of the choice spots of being able to ask him a question in a huge public forum. Oh, how much did they pay simple- you for that? Simple question. How much did they pay you for that? Simple question. How much of California's coastline You'll notice is that he's not answering the question. is collateral for the rest of the nation? If you owned a million-dollar villa over, uh, over the California coastline and it gets covered with oil... Hey, David, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Uh, obviously, he didn't change anything. Otherwise, his answer would have been, I changed this. 
an axe. And then when I, I asked explain. a question yes. in a public forum, and uh, made a difference you know, in the world. Uh, I'm of the opinion that these people who get to ask these politician questions are are paid. And he avoided that question as well. So, more free talk live is on the way. 603 283 6160. And we're back. Yes, it is free talk live. The Sunday night edition. The we've got some. Uh, the phones are packed, actually, uh, but uh, well, yeah, we might have time for you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Nikki and Rich. Rich, could you say that with less enthusiasm? <laughs> you always throw me off when you don't say joining me. Uh oh, joining me. It's Nikki. Ah, oh, that's better. Yeah. There's your sunshine. There we go. Yes, I was missing the sunshine in the Nikki part. It's uh, Nikki. You know, it's, it's just Nikki. And it's in the studio, it's Eeyore. the captain. <laughs> it reminds me of Saturday Night Live's Doug and Wendy Weiner. Right? I don't remember And that in the studio tonight, it's the yeah. captain joining me. It's Nikki. I'm not even going to do it. That just gives me a headache. It's Nikki Rich. Uh, you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th annual, that's right, Fork Fest oh, wow. at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started the weekend and some days before Pork Fest. So ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those over at ForkFest.party. We hope to see you there again. Forkfest.party. I'm kind of stoked for it to be the the pre-funk leading okay. up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. So, uh, because all of the years that I've attended the Forkfest have been after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I finally got to the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, and so now I'm looking forward to you know having it the old school style. What's going to happen to Sporkfest? Yes, wasn't Sporkfest like the week, the weekend prior to? I thought it was after. Mm, I no, thought it was, was por- that was Forkfest. No, I thought Sporkfest was the week of Porkfest. At the same time? At the same okay. time, but yeah, in a whole different location. I right. thought it was like the same time as something. Yeah. All right, fair yeah. enough. Or maybe the same time as Forkfest. I'm I not thought it was, sure. I thought it was Forkfest just because Spork, I don't know. Yeah, yeah nobody knows. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But let's go to your calls and Rename thoughts. it Somalia Fest. <laughs> Well, that was an original name. I know. That's why. If we're going to go back. Uh, We've got Oliver calling from Virginia. Oliver, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's on your mind? Look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm from uh, Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. Yep. Must be proud. uh, I really am. I really do. I'm proud of my... uh, Okay. So so what's on your mind? Yes. And I would just like to say that we tried this uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm bad with words. What are y'all trying to do? You want to uh... secede from the union? Yes, we're trying to divorce New Hampshire from the rest of the United States. Yeah, we tried this thing one time before, you know, and it didn't work out too good. But anyway, well, we're going to uh, do it without slavery, though. We, yeah, and you and I didn't try anything, did we? I don't remember you and I getting together and trying something. No, sir. I was. I, I'm. I'm 54 years old, and I was definitely not there at the time. But I did have some some family that was back there, and uh, and I really don't believe when it first started out, it was about slavery. Be honest with you, but uh, uh, I think it was '63. The, the war started in '61, and '63 came out with the uh, yeah, immaculate, yeah. immaculate, whatever that thing was about the you know uh, immaculation proclamation. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have you a should. question for you, Oliver. Why yes. should the United States remain united? Uh, the federal government, for certain, has you know done all sorts of heinous things. They continue dropping bombs. They uh, extort people for money. They continue inflating the money supply. They do all all these heinous things. Why should the United States remain united? Well, at the end of the day, this is this is. Uh, I'm gonna skip a few things that I want to say. I'm gonna get right to the point. Okay. This is the thing. Abraham Lincoln, he broke a lot of rules. He broke a lot of laws. Yep. When you know when he did habeas corpus and all this old things and and he broke a lot of rules, but in the end he won. And he won and that meant that our whole country was one. Now, when Hitler come along, if we was two countries do you reckon we could have whooped him? Mm, yes. I mean, sure, it's possible. Because those two countries may have come together in some sort of allied force to repel the Nazi threat. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it, Oliver. Uh, That's very American-centric, right? Like, Americans were the only ones fighting Nazism? Right. Hitler. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they <laughs> like, weren't. And... Like, like, two countries couldn't come together to repel that threat. And uh, also for some fun tidbits on Abraham Lincoln and the uh, uh, the a-hole that he was, uh, go listen to last night's Free Talk Live over at freetalklive.com. That's funny. We talked about him last week, too. Yeah. On yeah. Wednesday. Future believe. generations will remember him as the vampire hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's move right along and let's go to Jack in Ocean Shores, Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I want to talk about Anne Heche and some of the conspiracy theories, but real quick, Richie Rich. Yes. I believe private airlines should allow smoking. And if you want to fly on it or not fly on it, whether you're a smoker or not, I think you should be allowed to. I don't think it should be an absolute. I do, too. And, in fact, I think, like, if – you know how, like, uh, sports teams, they'll have their stadium or their field named after some sort of corporate sponsor, for example, right? I think private air companies should be allowed to have, like – the Camel Airline or the Marlboro Airline yeah, and sure. like cater to people who smoke. To be fair, I agree with you. I and I don't I don't know if I suggested otherwise when I brought that up. It's just been the standard for so long. It seems odd to me that people still need to be reminded that you're not allowed. No, I agree with that. You think I think you said if we look back on tape that 
finally they came to that conclusion. And I, I, I actually remember. Go on. What do you remember? Did we lose him? Russians. Jack. Putin again. Well, it's been about Jack over 50 years oh, since they stopped allowing smoking on airlines. That's why so I said, you... is there anybody? Well, how long has it been? Wait, hang on. Hey, is this Jack? The se- yeah, the 70s is what I found. Jack, is that you? Nope, it's not Jack. This is Rob. All right, stand by. Uh, I thought that was Jack calling back. Hmm. Producer said, what is it, the 90s? 25 years. 25 years. Okay, all right, fair enough. Seems longer than that. 35 years. It it started in the 70s. What did? Uh, Not allowing smoking on airplanes. Yeah, I remember you could still smoke in, I don't know what they call it now, the terminal. Okay. Right? Uh, I'm old enough to remember... Uh, watching relatives fly away and like being able to bring the whole family, no security at all, yep. yeah. into the airport and right up to the thing where the little, you know, fake stairs or whatever, the ramp and all that into yeah. the plane goes and being able to stand there with the glass and watch the plane leave that particular uh, terminal station. And, you know, you could sort of wave by to your family, or whatever. No security, no TSA, Thanks, no tickets, Bush. none of that. And it was great. Yep. It was one of the freest things I can remember. Like people like ask so at, at times they ask you to like pinpoint pinpoint a thing where like you were way more free than you are now. It's like that's one of them. There you go. To wow. me. Like just being able to like walk into an airport and walk around it like it's a mall. Right, a shopping mall, and like go to all the restaurants and all the little places they have there selling goods and stuff like that. That was fun to me. Six oh three 283-6160. Do you remember something where you were more free than you are today? Let us know. More Just free talk back live. to 2020. Final segments of tonight's Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. What is Free Talk Live? We're a live radio call-in program where you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Only cool, oh, now yeah. you're telling them about it? Well, I've been telling them like, for, <laughs> well, years really now, I guess. Uh, you know, just thought I'd mention it once. They should already know. Final segment. What is Free Talk Live really about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the history. I'm not a professional. I just play one on radio. All right. Uh, The telephone number. Well, you're probably not going to need the phones are packed. And I think we'll get through uh, this segment. But for future reference, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And joining me, it's... It's Nikki. And Reggie Rich. Was that a good enough lead-in? It was. Okay. It was great. Thank you, you very much. You need to prompt her like was, that every time. No, I was ready for it this time, though. Even if you didn't do that, I was ready. All right. Cool. So yeah. we're making progress. Here. Yeah. I'm learning. The Sunday night edition. Free Talk Live. <laughs> Make a radio host out of you yet. Right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it took I, this long. Do I have any business to handle? No, we already handled it. All right. Cool. So let's move right along and go to... Uh, we have uh, Jack. Now, normally... 
Uh, we only limit, you know, one call per night. But Jack, his phone cut off, and he didn't really even get to say what That's was on his great. mind. I so, want to say, Richie Rich, I apologize. I'm happy that you and I both agree that smoking on airplanes is cool. Yeah, I personally, I would choose the non-smoking cool. flight because I'm a non-smoker. Yeah, but I don't. Th- I I, again, I don't think I suggested that it should be the rule. Only that it has been the rule so long. I mean, it I, need not be reminded yeah, on every I think, flight. I think you should be able to smoke weed on a plane. Sure, I don't care. Or a yeah. bus or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, who cares? So, ben Hesh, uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. So, who is a, Anne Hesh, and why does she matter? Um, she was an actress. She doesn't probably matter like most of them. Um, <laughs> but she was married to Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres is on the the Epstein pedo flight list. It's true. Huh. These are things you have to look up, but they're not really conspiracies if you look at them. Sure. And she got killed. If you just type in hashtag. Um, well, okay. Got killed name. or died because. Yeah. She got killed. Okay. You, yeah. If you type her name in hashtag uh, on Twitter, Anne you can see she pops out of the body bag right before it gets loaded in. There's a real newscasters, and this is not hard to do. You just type in hashtag. After the car crash, she hit two homes, supposedly. And you can see her jump out of the body bag. It is so she wasn't She wasn't taken away from the car crash in a body bag, though. She was taken to a hospital and then was... That's what they told us initially. Oh, okay. All right. But you can, you can look at the video. It's hashtag uh, Anne Hayes. Well, if she sat up in the stretcher up. as they were loading her up to take her to the hospital... Yeah, but she right. had a brain injury, and supposedly some guy left her behind in the car. Okay, she was dead. So it's it's just bizarre. I'm not saying it's true, by the way. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, there there is listening. a video. I just did exactly what you said, and there is a video that shows. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a body bag, but it's somebody on a stretcher who sits up as uh, they are yeah. being put into the back of an ambulance. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't pronounced later. dead at the scene. She had no respirator in her. She had none of the things you usually see. No oxygen, nothing. I don't know. Okay, so what is what is your theory about what, what happened here? I think that whatever this deep state, this not 1% anymore, but this quarter percent of population is running some type of cabal. And I don't think it's Republican. I don't think it's Democrat. I don't think it's liberal. I, don't, I think it's literally something darker. All right. Hey, we appreciate the, the, the that call, one Jack. is too easy to go to Occam's Razor because right before wrecking her car, she did like a TikTok video or whatever about how she was like drunk or what. So she, oh, she got really? she got messed up, jumped in a car, wrecked the car, brain damage, taken to the hospital, uh, put on a respirator, ventilator, whatever, and eventually taken off a of life support because she was been brain dead. Fabricated though. You're right. It could have been. But the simple answer, if you take a video going like, ah, oh, look at me, I'm so messed up right now, I'm going to go take my car out for a drive, yeah. and then you wreck it, right? I'm not surprised that the official story validates that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's go to, we've got Ed calling from Michigan. Ed, you are on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, you were talking earlier uh, about the dollar bill becoming uh, worthless uh, year after year. Yes. And um, it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. What's going to happen when countries like China or other ones that we do uh, extensive trade with, uh, they suddenly wake up to that and they say, we're no longer going to take any more of your toilet paper dollar bills. Uh, we now want gold in exchange for uh, all the products you get from us. 
Russia well, kind of did that. So well, and also um, Gaddafi. Yeah, was well, yeah. making a move towards a. He gold started based, their own currency, right? Yeah, a gold-based currency, right? And well, we saw what happened there. They just right. immediately took him out. A little more difficult with China. <laughs> now, but but your question is a valid question. Like, if the governments do nothing, whenever it is that everybody else decides that the U.S. dollar is no longer the global reserve currency, specifically for oil. Right. Whenever they decide that happens, uh, in theory, that will be the collapse of the United States dollar. We will see hyperinflation. We will see, you know, all of the bad things. Is basically the apocalypse of the United States dollar. And again, Russia, Russia kind of did that when they started the conflict with the Ukraine. Right? They said, like, mm-hmm. we're only going to export our oil to countries paying in rubles or gold. So all of a sudden, yeah. like, you know, oil for gold, if you're getting it from Russia, mm-hmm. and they're not mm-hmm. taking any of the other currencies, right? And, then, mm-hmm. and a lot of countries who are energy dependent right now have fallen in line and is getting Russian rubles to buy their energy from Russia. Uh-huh. What do you think is going to happen? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm that. Hey, you guys are the experts. I love listening to you guys. If you guys are real smart, I wanted to get your opinion. Because to me, the whole situation is kind of scary in a way. Oh, it is. Uh, And in fact, it's been like there are a lot of people who are way smarter than I am when it comes to uh, economics, specifically Austrian economics. Uh, who have been lamenting the death of the dollar, you know, the the dire situation that's in front of us. The fact of the matter is that mathematicians at least agree that there is no way for the dollar to recover, that we are on a decline that will remain a decline for how long we don't know. Mathematically speaking, it's not a question of if, but it's a question of well, when. The U.S. government doesn't want it to stop declining. This is exactly part of the plan. This isn't accidental. Can you elaborate? Well, they just printed, what, what is it, like 60% yeah. of the money supply? In the last two years. They can, I mean, that's the thing. That's the conspiracy theory. They would theory. have to be super, super, super way dumber than we originally thought they were if they didn't think that that would... It, really depreciate the value of the U.S. dollar. Well, they, they, they knew get, it would. They got the value out of it first because the they exactly. and their friends. Yeah. And so it exactly. has been literally the largest wealth transfer on planet Earth, period. So part of the problem in libertarian circles is Ron Paul has been predicting this for 50 years. Right. So, like, when is it going to happen? Please, give like, put, a, put an expiration date on your predictions, number one. Um, number two, again, the dollar is headed down mathematically unable to recover but several years ago right the conspiracy theory was the uh, uh the the amero remember the amero yeah the, the american version of the euro right oh, the, i do not remember this oh yeah. you, were when too, was this? you were too young when was this like probably like, like 10, five 15, years ago no no more oh, than five years like really? 10 15 oh. years ago okay producer get on it but <laughs> it was it was supposed to be like the international currency for the americas right like canada right america or the United States of America and Mexico. and Mexico and Southern, you know, the South American states, we're going to we're going to move to this one currency called the Amero. It's funny. Uh, there's a, um, a television series called Electric Sheep 
that uh, yes, it's based on you know the author's books and all that kind of thing. There's a one episode where they're having an election for the candidate. Okay, and the name of the country is Mexus Can. There you go. M e x u s. What a terrible way to C-A-N. mash those words up. So it's Mexico, the United States, and Canada. It's all one country now, and they're having an election, but there's only one candidate. And the candidate has a very, hey, and thank you for the call, by the way, uh, has a, a very uh, uh, interesting speech and you know mannerisms that talk about, well, we only have one candidate as a symbol for the elections that we used to have. 1999 was when the Amero was like more prominent in the news. We're out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to my co-host and our producer. This has been Free Talk Live. Find us over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. <laughs>